Hello and welcome to the Forte Edge, your monthly podcast on all things legal tech, hosted by Forte Markets. My name is Armand, and for this first podcast, we will be focusing on innovative thinking. We are joined by Lucy Endel, who is an expert on innovative thinking. Welcome, Lucy, and I will let you introduce yourself. Everybody, thank you so much for having me. Yes, Lucy Basley here. Um, the Let's see a little bit about my background, perhaps. Uh, I spent uh, the majority of my career in-house at Microsoft, where I was assistant general counsel. I was uh, overseeing contracting and legal operations towards the end of my time. I'm a commercial transactions lawyer by practice and by training, and now work on all things operational, working with both law firms and corporate law departments to create efficiencies and modernize their practice specifically looking to spend more time with uh, law firm lawyers to help them become more innovative in how they deliver their legal services. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lucy. First of all, I would ask you a very simple question, but how would you define, how would you describe innovative thinking? What exactly is innovative thinking? That's a wonderful question, uh, and I am glad that you asked it. Innovation has become a little bit of a buzzword. It's a, it's a word everybody's throwing around uh, without a very clear definition. I've looked up very, uh, very different definitions in, in all sorts of sources, and I'd like to keep it very simple, especially for those attorneys who are just getting started. You know, to me, innovation right now is the ability to make a change from the way you've always done things in the past And that change results in a benefit for the client or for a better work experience for the attorney. So to me, innovation needs to be simplified and the definition needs to become something that everybody can embrace and start making their own. And it can take many, many forms. While technology is certainly a part of it, it doesn't always have to include technology. And I think that'll open the doors for many more attorneys uh, to not be overwhelmed by the concept and find their own definition and start their journey. Thank you so much, Lucy. And you're right, it's it's really a buzzword at the moment. So it's great to, to get a, a precise definition. So I'm guessing you've kind of answered that question already, but what would you say uh, innovative thinking is in particular in the legal context? How would you in particular sort of describe it to lawyers who've never heard of that concept before? Well, I think there's been a lot of progress made with how law firms operate their business or, or start thinking and acting more like a business. And certainly corporate law departments are, are being creative in, in how they're doing their work because they're always stretched uh, for resources. But if I had to, again, make it even, even more focused of a definition, I would say that innovation has to result in a better outcome for the client. So if you're moving and, and starting down the path to be more innovative, there has to be some change that is implemented or some change that you drive that results in a better experience for the client. The experience can be in the way the relationship is handled and managed. The experience can be in the way the work product is delivered or received, um, or it can be some of the work itself, that, that new types of work, new types of services are being provided to the client. But I think the client focus is key, especially for those at law firms that are going to find themselves more and more struggling to prove value and to really balance um, the cost pressures that their clients are feeling. So I would say, you know, value is the key here and creating new and different value for clients. 
Great. Thank you so much. What would you say are the advantages? What is the impact that adopting innovative thinking can bring to law firms? How would, what would you say to lawyers who may be reluctant to adopt it? Um, what would you tell them it can bring them? Well, most importantly, if you're at a law firm, it's going to bring you more clients. And more clients, of course, means more revenue. But that is a simple answer. And that, that's a necessary, that, that's an obvious answer, let's say. Um, it will definitely bring more clients. Clients are looking for creativity. Clients are looking for law firms to differentiate themselves. Too many law firms are still selling their service by claiming to be the best at what they do. Respectfully, there are a lot of very capable attorneys and, and great law firms that are good at their legal practice, but fewer of them are being creative and being innovative and offering ideas and solutions in new ways. So number one, it'll bring new clients, but number two, it'll help you retain your existing clients. And number three, ideally, it will actually help you delight your clients. And delighting clients is still a very big a far-reaching goal, I think, for many legal services providers, especially law firms. Really thinking about the law firm clients as customers, customers who want to be happy with their product, not just because it's good legal advice, but because the engagement, the relationship was enjoyable. It was interesting. It was creative, not just the work itself, but something more. So that's the bottom line, that it will help the law firm's bottom line if they are more innovative in their service delivery. Great. Thank you so much. And really interesting on on really that focus on the clients. So I, w- I guess what would you say to someone who's who's just starting and who wants to be more innovative, innovative and how can someone become an innovative thinker? I'm going to make it very, very simple. It has to be personal. It has to be personalized to that attorney that's right now wondering, where do I start? This is also overwhelming. There's so much in the internet, you know, in the news about AI or blockchain uh, technology. It's, you know, it's alternative fee arrangements, alternative legal service providers. I mean, there's, there's a lot of words that are associated with innovation, all of which have a place and they have a meaning. But I would say, make it something that you enjoy. Find something in your day job that is the favorite part of your day job and find ways to do that in a little bit more of a modern way. Yes, modern implies some technology, but it's not just technology. You know, ask yourself a couple of questions. What's your favorite part of your day job? Is it working with clients So think about how you collaborate, how you engage them. Are there new ways you can work with your clients, um, get to know them better, get to know their business and their goals better? Number two, maybe instead uh, you're more of a math person. Yes, there are lawyers who love math. Let's find a way to use that passion and interest in math to research data, data points, deliver those data points and insights to the client. Create a graph or a chart or some sort of a interesting uh, insight that you gather by doing a little bit of analytics on the data you have available. Law firms do have a lot of data. They just may not have an easy way to get to it. Uh, A third example I would offer somebody getting started. Maybe they like writing. They like that part of their lawyer job uh, of writing. Some of us enjoy that part. Well, there's a lot of content that can be written in a more 
consumable way, in a more friendly way, in a plain language way, where we're not using all of our complex legal terms. And that goes a really long way to help the the client explain it to their own business and relay it back to them and removing some of that lawyering. So those are three very different examples depending on the kind of attorney you are. On the opposite end of the spectrum, pick something that really bothers you about your day-to-day job, whether it's the way you have to find documents or the way you can never get a clean uh, question answered by your client or the way you interact with your colleagues. If you're at a law firm, think about something that you can alter that will improve your day-to-day experience and hopefully make you a little bit more efficient uh, or a little bit more productive. And that would be a great place to start. My message here is that it's an experiment. You have to be comfortable trying something different and it may not work or it may not work out the way you hope, but you have to try. And if that doesn't work, you go to the next attempt. The, the point is to start. And, and that's always the hardest part. Thank you so much, uh, Lucien. It's, I think it's true that it's exactly a question of, of starting and it's really a learning process. So obviously you can't get it all right uh, the first time. So What do you think are currently some drivers of innovative thinking, especially in the legal field? Well, I think there's two kind of main forces that are uh, working together. One uh, is the ongoing pressures from clients, right? Clients ask all the time, uh, especially if they're doing requests for proposal or they're doing, you know, selection process. They always want to know what the law firms are doing uh, for innovation in general, you know, and and they want examples, they want stories, they want case studies. So one is always going to be client pressure, and that's just going to continue to grow. That's not going to go away. Um, The other pressure I think is happening in the market and the way legal services are being provided, be it from alternative legal service providers that are competing now directly with law firms or the advancements in technology where certain tasks are being automated and lawyer time is being displaced with technology. So either it is, you know, this options, let's say, for getting legal work done are changing and growing and evolving and causing that tension and pressure from a competitive perspective, right? There's just more competition for law firm lawyers, Um, or it's the client's. And either one of those is is a really good pressure point to force some change. Great. Thank you so much, Lucy. What are, on the other hand, um, some obstacles to innovative thinking? I think you've touched upon a few, but what would you say sort of prevents innovative thinking from being everywhere? The first one and the biggest one, I think, especially because we're talking about innovative thinking, not innovative practice, but innovative thinking comes from within. The biggest hurdle is that legal work is all based on history. It's based on precedent, lessons learned, uh, observations from the past, and then we apply analysis to it. It is a very backwards-looking practice. And that's okay. That's how we studied. That's how we were all taught. So to be innovative, we have to naturally move away from how we've been taught to think about our work uh, and think a little bit differently. So by far the biggest hindrance uh, is really our own you know, internal uh, comfort with change, our ability to move beyond how we were taught to work and get comfortable um, trying something very different. That's by far the biggest challenge for innovative thinking. Now, if we're talking about what's the bigger, you know, biggest challenge for innovation, then of course we can add to that 
the you know the challenges of change management, changing people, organizational leadership, of course, resources. Right? It takes time and money, and sometimes both to be innovative. Usually both. So in that regard, we can we can do a longer list. But without that first hurdle, the thinking, the true, genuine internal curiosity and desire to think differently, without that, it's very hard to achieve actual innovative changes. Thank you. In your book, you mention um, a concept that you called the new legal ecosystem. How would you describe it? And what would you say are the main components, the main actors of that new legal ecosystem? Well, the ecosystem has evolved over time um, as new entrants came into the picture. Used to be, of course, we had, you know, law firms, law schools, uh, and and clients. And now I think there's just a lot more players that are influencing what happens with the legal profession. And, and now we can really start calling it a legal industry. Um, over time, it's evolved. It, it hasn't always felt like an industry. Right now, uh, if we think about the key players, there's obviously still the law schools, uh, the law firms, and the corporate law departments that are the kind of biggest, you know, clients of the law firms. That's the largest numbers of revenue and, and you know, money moves between, I think, those three entities. But there are many, many more players that are changing that balance. There are alternative legal service providers, whether it's the big four accounting firms that have very deeply gone into legal services, or your more historical legal process outsourcers that now also have a variety of names in which they call themselves. But these are basically other types of service providers that are providing legal services, some aspect of legal service. You also, of course, have legal technology that has exploded in recent years. It's been growing over the last decade, uh, but a lot of that was you know, infrastructural and operational technologies underlying the back office of law firms, perhaps, or helping do large, you know, volume tasks like electronic discovery. Now, technology is really going after all kinds of aspects of the legal practice and going, you know, to to affect the way lawyers do their day job day to day. So the amount of investment in legal tech alone in the last two years has been absolutely unprecedented, and it looks like it's going to continue to grow. All these new technologies are adding tension into the legal system. Um, there are regulatory changes. That's a very important part of the ecosystem. We've seen new forms of business structures, of course, in the United Kingdom. In the U.S., we are finally now as well joining these discussions with a couple of states out of the 50. We still have a long way to go, but a couple of states are starting to open up the definitions of how we think about the practice of law, who can practice law, uh, who can own you know, law firm ownership percentages, which never existed before. Uh, very, very big changes happening in the U.S. They're slow, uh, but they're happening. The court systems are also another very important player. Um, court systems vary wildly across the globe, of course. So many different jurisdictions, so many different philosophies and approaches, uh, but they play a very big role in defining who can be in court, who can show up, who can file documents, who can represent themselves. Um, and they have an interest, of course, in opening access. So many people go unrepresented around the globe. 
uh, and a more recent, I think, entrant into the ecosystem uh, would be what I call industry groups. They're industry groups that have been around in so many other professions uh, around you know, around the globe, whether it's engineering or accounting or, or other professional organizations. But I think the expansion of the legal operations role and function, certainly in corporate law departments, has created quite a movement globally as well. Um, and these legal operations professionals are working very closely with the attorneys in their departments. And they're oftentimes pushing innovation and, and pushing creative solutioning. Um, and this is, uh, I don't want to say a, a new role necessarily. It's, it's definitely a newer role for a lot of departments. It's been around. It's just been more quietly around, or maybe it was only larger law departments that have it. Now we see small departments hiring uh, a legal operations professional as one of their first five hires. So uh, I think those um you know, industry groups that bring together professionals who share information and share ideas is also causing uh, a shift across the ecosystem. That's just a sampling of some of the players that I see as playing a really important role uh, into this next decade. Great. Thank you so much, Lucy. Now, something that you also touch upon is legal operations. So what exactly are legal operations? What role do they play or should they play in law firms or in legal departments? So legal operations uh, really as a concept is more cleanly, I think, or easily aligned with corporate law departments. Um, these are roles within legal teams that are focused on efficiencies and making the department operate like a business. Uh, things like having a strategic plan, um, having some metrics to track, uh, being able to manage their spend and forecast, uh, using the right infrastructure and technologies to be more effective, to be more organized and really operate more smoothly. That, that's where the concept comes from. That's why it's an operation. When you think about law firms, legal operations has a little bit of a different meaning. Oftentimes, it's uh, the back office. It's how the law firm itself is running. Uh, and then there is a, a bit of a, of a shift or, or a spill into how then the law firm delivers services to its clients in a more operational way. Again, operations meaning efficient, smooth, uh, recurring, you know, predictable, uh, data-driven, <laughs> tech-enabled. Those are some of the concepts I would say define you know, operations. The reason legal operations is so important from a corporate law department perspective, um, you know, th these these roles or these functions really become a part of the glue that keeps the department, you know, from from being uh, organized, from being um, uh, in control, for for having a nice clean, predictable way of of doing its day job, uh, and and. Oftentimes, one of the first focuses of a legal operations professional in-house is spend management and how they're engaging their law firms. And that becomes an immediate effect on all of their law firms. So that's the most direct touch point. Once the legal operations team in-house is focusing on spend management, the law firms will very quickly start to feel that they need to change uh, some aspects of how they engage with their clients. So it's a, it's a very interesting and important evolving role, uh, and it has impacts on both the clients and the law firms in various ways. 
I think spend management is kind of the first one where you're talking about money, you know, invoicing processes, billing processes, payment processes between law firms and clients. But it goes much, much broader than that. It goes into collaboration, into how documents and information is shared um, and transmitted between the two. Um, and, and that's you know where things get even more interesting. It's where legal operations really works on both sides, both the law firm and the client, uh, and they're talking to each other. And then hopefully the attorneys are, are part of that journey. They have to be for it to be successful. Great. Thank you so much. Now, what would you say... Um, you mentioned this already, but concretely in terms of practice, what do you think are some uh, sort of steps that law firms and legal departments could take very quickly to be more innovative? Is it investment in technology? Is it changing practices? What would you say? So, you know, I, I don't like to jump to investing in technology because buying technology without understanding what problem you're trying to solve is a recipe for disaster. You are guaranteed to throw away money and frustrate a lot of people. So I would say uh, the first place to start, really, a very, very tactical thing. Every, uh, every lawyer I talk to seems to have trouble finding documents, finding things, finding information. Start first with your knowledge, knowledge management. Your, your, you know, where are things stored? Are they easy to access? Does everybody know how to get to them? Are you still storing things on paper and in boxes? That is a very easy place to look for a technology advancement uh, that you can do. And, and that answer would be yes, invest in some technology. Make sure your documents are stored in the cloud. Things should not be stored anymore in boxes or in paper or on your own laptops or computers. What's nice about this piece of technology is not only do you uh, find a better secure storage for your materials, but you now open the door to collaborating with your clients in a more modern and innovative way. So yes, this answer uh, has to do with technology, but first make sure you know the problem you're trying to solve. If your problem is you can't find anything, then yes, look at the technology to help you find things better. But you're going to also have to modify your processes, who stores it, where, how, what do they call it, uh, what data points do you want to gather when you're storing something. Uh, and then you can become, you know, take that next step of innovation and, and really think about how do you use this new system to collaborate with your client in a more modern, streamlined and efficient way. So that's one really tactical place to start, I would say. Look at how and where you're accessing knowledge and information uh, and documents. And that will, I, I want to say it's an easy place to start, not because it's easy to solve, but it's an easy place to start because it is such a common, common problem. Another common problem we hear is that when clients come to their lawyers for help, uh, the request can be very, very confusing. It can be one sentence email, and then the attorney spends many, many rounds of emails trying to understand what is actually needed. Uh, or it can be a bunch of attachments of documents just forwarded in an email. Uh, or worse, it can come via text or uh, another messaging app on their phone, or it can come via Slack or, a, you know, messaging app on their, on their uh, computers or laptops. Um, that intake of legal work is a core problem we're hearing as well. So I would say start there, map that process. How do things come to your desk today? And really sketch it out, do a little map of how things come and where they flow and actions you take. I guarantee you will find something to solve there 
that uh, can really push you towards that innovation journey as well. Those are my two tips. Uh, you know, knowledge, document, or information management is, is one. Uh, and I'd say the other one is probably you know, intake and, and managing how you get that work in and what, what you do with it. Okay. Um, you've also been in, in the industry for some time and drawing on your experience, do you think that there's been some change? Do you think that, um, you know, the situation is different from how it was a few years ago? Do you think that there is actually a realization on the parts of the, um, the classic actors of the, um, the legal ecosystem, law firms, but also, as you say, um, legal departments, do you think they actually realize the shape? Are they starting to change their practices and becoming more innovative? I think they are. I think it is a slow, slow journey. Um, and it's not going to happen to all firms overnight. And suddenly, you know, it, it's, it's a magic poof change. That, that's just not how it's going to happen. I think everybody is starting somewhere on this journey. Some attorneys, it's just starting to recognize that, hey, something's happening. I don't know exactly what. And, and that's really the purpose of my my job. And what I help do is uh, get that first, those first thoughts cooking, so to speak. Um, you know, other law firms have leadership roles that are now focused on pushing innovation across the law firm. So I think the short answer is yes, uh, there is something happening. I think it's more real now than it has been before. And I think now it's it's a little bit more holistic. Innovation is a it's a broader definition than a purely focused on technology, which I think is nice because that opens the door more broadly. So I, I do think we're on to something, um, but I think it'll take some time. This will was this will not be a fast or easy journey for most. Thank you. Also you come from Uh, and and you you work in the in the the U.S. So I was wondering if you've seen sort of regional differences in terms of innovative thinking. Do you think have you noticed that, for instance, the U.S. is ahead or lagging behind, and that some other continents or countries are doing better in terms of innovative thinking? You know, that's a that's a, it's a good question. I would say that the U.S. Um, is, de you know, definitely on, on the advanced um, path. Uh, the U.K. is is probably a little bit ahead. Um, and I'm seeing some really interesting things also, frankly, in Australia, as far as kind of the big, you know, key movements that, that you can, you know, read about in the legal press and in legal tech news, um, which is usually indicative, right? The amount of technology advancements is often indicative of the innovative culture or appetite. But, uh, you know, I'd say maybe we're a little bit behind, but overall, certainly on that, I'd say on the leadership side with, with the UK and, and, uh, and some of the maybe Australia has maybe a fewer movers, but they seem to be pretty focused and, and making progress. So it's kind of a kind of a long answer, uh, but pr probably we're doing okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. So we're launching next month, actually, um, with the, the Legal Technology and Innovation Institute. Uh, we're launching the, the Legal Technology and Innovation Certificate, the LTIC, and you're going to teach, actually, uh, on the, the innovative thinking module of the LTIC. I was wondering if you could uh, tell us a bit about that, about what you think the initiative can bring um, and what you'll touch upon. Of course. So um, I think for the 
you know, the overall program should bring um, out some skill sets in people, some new skill sets, some new concepts and get uh, people a little bit more involved. And, you know, again, trying something new. The purpose of my module is really to kick it off at, at a high level and talk about some of the concepts that we've touched on in this podcast, um, but go a little bit deeper, of course, and, and do a little bit more, uh, maybe a little hands-on experience, a little bit of a workshop so that, uh, these aren't just words that people are hearing, but actually they take the time to ask themselves, what are their biggest pain points? They take the time to ask themselves, what are the parts of their day job they really enjoy the most? Um, they, they ask themselves, are there aspects of technology that I'm curious about? You know, what should I pursue first to learn more about? So it, it's really intended to inspire those who aren't sure uh, and to hopefully give people a little courage uh, you know, to start experimenting for themselves. Amazing, Lucy. We cannot wait to to start the LTIC. So um, the podcast is coming to an end, but I really wanted to thank you for joining us today. For anyone interested in uh, learning more about innovative thinking, I would really uh, recommend to have a book, to have a look, sorry, at the book of, of Lucy um, Basley, which is called The Simple Guide to Legal Innovation, Basics Every Lawyer Should Know. And the LTIC that I mentioned is launching next month. So do have a look at lti.institute to learn more. And you can also hear from uh, Lucy there. So thanks a lot for joining us, Lucy. Thank you for having me.